0: Hi everyone, my name is Christopher Vonheim and you're listening to the BIN podcast. Simply the podcast for those who want to learn from the very best in business, tech and entrepreneurship. Let's start the show. Ronald Weister has over 30 years of experience in the investment world and he has held a number of top positions at APG since 2006. In this episode, we discuss why Ronald started working in finance, how he has built APG to give maximum return to shareholders, his global leadership philosophy, and how he reflects on the macro situation globally, and what risks he sees going forward for investors. Let's start the show. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Super happy to have Ronald on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to join.
1: Thank you.
0: Can you tell us about your first memory in finance? How old are you? And what did like, spark your interest in finance or business, maybe?
1: Ooh, that's a difficult question. I, I uh, When I was young, I wanted to become an astronaut. Uh, so uh, space travel was the thing I was in. And it was not the time uh, that I really uh, thought, well, I want to become an investor. Maybe uh, initially I, I did some uh, administration at home and uh, looked a little bit into my then a very small personal savings and, and then gradually I think I developed a bit of interest in how you could uh, grow that more rapidly than just put it in a savings account because that tends to. I think it was, a, it was still a time where you had this small paper booklet uh, and then you would go to uh, a bank office and uh, put some of your savings on your bank account and they would put a stamp on it and say, well, you have saved ten guilders in the Netherlands, uh, 10 or 20 guilders more, and and you could see it in the booklet. Well, I think that raised a certain interest because uh, it grew rather slowly. Uh, so, so yeah, I wanted to go there <laughs> to make it grow faster and then maybe that triggered some of the interest in investing, but I think it did not, uh, uh, my real interest in, uh, in investment management did not uh, really materialize uh, in a significant way until uh, my university studies uh, where I um, entered into uh, the uh, finance and investments area of my study and uh, then uh, wrote a, uh, a paper a final assignment paper about the uh, big bank changes in the london stock exchange i was a member of an investment uh, community uh, well like a, a student community a small student uh, association group that that was investing so that's when i really became interesting uh, interested in investing yeah
0: Is it fair to say that the young Ronald will probably work for SpaceX or Blue Origin because it's happening so much interesting stuff in space exploration and space travel? Do you follow that industry because you're curious about space exploration or not?
1: Well, not not, not that close. I think it was a little bit like a kid plans and uh, soon... uh... It became clear that that would not uh, be my thing but i'm still interested actually uh scientific articles about discoveries uh, what is happening recently i think uh, there was an article about uh, a black hole swallowing a star and uh, resulting in sort of a spaghetti like pattern uh, And and that these kinds of articles i i still uh, i still follow and sometimes i uh, well, maybe when when we're on vacation or so, I sometimes read uh, read some books and articles. And then, what we do have uh, a telescope, and we do sometimes look uh, into the sky. With my, I have children that are maybe a bit too old now to be really interested, but uh, they still they're still living at home. So, uh, yeah, do Separate. a little bit of that. Separate. Maybe maybe yeah. different times would would mean that uh, maybe it would mean a uh, different choices. Uh, who knows?
0: Yeah. super interesting i also yes. read an article that you can there's unlimited amount of gold in the universe so you can if that's the true like that will have something to say on the gold price i will not go into that just yet but when you decided to become an investor how does that thought process looks like because you can easily end up in bcg mckinsey etc or did you have the investor mindset after university and you pursued only investing or did you do consultancy like a lot of other people do?
1: I I did not. I I, I was, um, during my university days, I did a little bit of consultancy, which was, uh, but one, one should not compare that with uh, BCG or, or McKinsey. There was a little bit of a, a student set up but uh, I think some others did as well it was a bit common in universities so with a small group of uh, of students we offered our services to mid-sized small and mid-sized companies that could not afford uh, the McKinsey's and BCG's of this world and we offered some consultancy there but but uh, I didn't go through to a consultancy firm first I uh, the, like I said, I had already developed some interest interest in investing, but I was I had not I had not made firm choices yet. Uh, I looked in the banking sector. Actually, I also had conversations with the Dutch Ministry of Foreign Affairs so to become a, a part of the diplomat class, and. Like I said, I, at the time, I'm, uh, the final days of my study, I was uh, studying in London School of Economics, working on the, the, the paper about big bank changes, uh, and uh, working a little bit more like internship uh, assignments in, in investment-related companies in the city. And that's where I, I think that, that interest in investments then I worked in commodity trading a bit, uh, credits research uh, and uh, moving a bit into equities already. Uh, so that, that's where it further developed. And then uh, after a couple of years of doing that, uh, a firm, Robico, still exists. In the Netherlands, a mid-sized in, in, uh, asset manager they uh, rang me and say, would you want to join us as, a, uh, as an equity portfolio manager? So that I, I had jobs before. Uh, I worked with, combined with my LSE studies, I worked in the London City two to three years. In, but those jobs you would call more like internships or, or first jobs, junior jobs. And my first real job was uh, portfolio manager equities in, uh, at Robico.
0: Yes, super interesting. I know this is a big question, but let's start answering it. What defines a great investor? What qualities and what competence do you look for if you're hiring an investor? And I know, of course, it's sector-based, etc. But can we be a bit generalistic at the start and then dig our way down?
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I think a real investor should be... uh, I think should... Be able to withstand uh, pressure in many ways. I should have a strong opinion. Uh, I said maybe a bit stubborn even. Uh, Be aware of different perspectives one can have. Uh, Be sometimes aware of, uh, go against. uh, You could, a good investor sometimes goes with the trends, but also sometimes goes against the trend. So I think you should be uh, self-assured uh, relaxed uh open-minded uh, a global uh, perspective a bit competitive probably uh, when it's this is not only uh, I, I I don't believe in star cultures that much uh, so we've always and also in my my current job we we, we believe in a team approach but still uh, you need to uh, have some competitive pressure in the team to be able to, and get the good results and sometimes be able to, to beat the market. And that's also part of our job. Leading to excess returns. So competitive is, I think, an uh, element. Uh, very analytic uh, ability to see and look through things uh, rather quickly. Uh, be able to, from a big amount of information, uh, digest that, but extract the elements that do really that do really matter as many interests uh, many sectors actually are quite simple uh, i wouldn't say all but many are quite simple if you if you know which things you should look for and people make it sometimes very complicated and, and then come up with lots of information reading a research report you sometimes don't know why things matter and so you could look for the things that really matter that really makes a business successful or not successful uh,
0: yeah. Can, can we break down the an- analytic part? Because is it, in your mind, very important to be good in math and history and to deliver extremely well-structured Excel sheets? Or do you mean analytical in a broader sense that you maybe you don't know all the numbers, but you have the imagination to see and forecast and see the trends? Because I think some people get scared because they don't like Excel. They can't become an investor. How do you stand on those like issues or myths?
1: I think it's mainly the latter, uh, so being the the ability to uh, have a, a new creative perspective, combine things, uh, look at uh, the broader picture, uh, detect the most relevant information. Though I think a a good uh, investment professional does have a little bit of a a, a broad skill set, uh, so I think mathematical knowledge is important and, and relevant. But also, some you mentioned history, which is a good example. I think it's, it is it is rather important to know uh, what happened, even about uh, stock exchange crashes or things, things have often happened before, maybe in a slightly different uh, way, but uh, many things have been. So also history and also, also world history, I think, uh, uh, plays a role. And one should realize uh, when you're, Young entering into a business, usually you do a little bit more of spreadsheet labor, not only, but then then afterwards. Of course, there is some years of getting experience. I remember that as a young portfolio uh, manager, Uh, we used to, uh, there was no, we're now talking a lot about alternative data, Uh, but that was the time that uh, the normal data from annual reports was not readily available. Or often in a way uh, accountants present it and the way accountants present data that's not always actually I would even say usually not helpful for investors because you don't see any trends from that so we need to needed to do cleansing of those data and we uh, my group of new portfolio managers were the new generation of investors then where we would apply Uh, statistical uh, methodology uh, uh, building algorithms uh, cleansing of the data uh, 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 ways of approaching like economic value added so it was a more scientific approach to asset management than before when I joined which was late uh, 1980s early 1990s uh, it was before people were gossiping a lot uh, talking a lot to each other over the telephone try to benefit from earlier access to information than, than others. So I was part of a new breed of portfolio managers then. And I, I firmly believe that these days, for young entrants, with, of course, artificial uh, intelligence and uh, alternative data, uh, ESG factors, new ways of analysis, that that indeed we see yet another new breed of uh, portfolio managers that, that are uh, growing up now. So very, I would compare that with, during, with my young age, but of course I, I'm not ready anymore to learn all of this again. So I depend upon the young people to, uh, to do that.
0: <laughs> very interesting. Another yeah. question, I, I don't know if you are leading 900 people around the world or the number is slightly different, but a general question that I find very interesting. Should the best investor be the leader and CEO because normally you hire people until they're in, until they can't do their job. Because a leader is not an investor. I understand you can be the CIO and CEO, but how do you view that? Because I think many firms do do the mistake of making the best analytical head the leader of a group, for instance.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we employ, I, I, I like round numbers in a way. So i I'd say we roughly employ a thousand people. I think if we, uh, we're growing rapidly in the area of illiquid uh, investing. So I think we're approaching uh, a thousand uh, people. Um, and I do do not believe in, uh, like I said, in the star culture. I uh, uh, believe in team performance and I uh, believe in uh, uh, delegation to the maximum extent possible, and so it would be odd that I—I I, I was a CIO of my company now CEO, but suppose I was still CIO—I would make all the investment decisions. That actually that would lead to uh, inferior uh, results uh, because you don't—you can't have the expertise in all the areas. So we hire specialists, well paid. Uh, well-educated uh, specialists that can spend most of that time looking at the investments they need to make even already the time spent uh, matters uh, if the CIO uh, has only uh, so many uh, working hours so we can can't look at all the things but also I think the specialization is important so believe in the de- uh, delegation of course it's still Relevant for a CIO or a CEO to be involved with investment decision. I would not plead for uh, hiring CIOs without any investment knowledge. No, you should be able to challenge people, coach people. Maybe uh, as an exception, make certain investment decisions that go against some of the insights uh, that relate from the deep, but particularly as you already. Leading a little bit uh, the the suggestion, uh, it's also about people management skills. Right? It's it's about uh, motivating the team. Uh, so it's 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 that's a, a very important element of the job. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like like a perfect analogy, you don't want the coach to go outside and play the football game. You want the coach to motivate the players. I don't think you want Arsene Wenger running around trying to kick the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Can, can, can Can you talk a bit about the general landscape and maybe Europe is the easiest place because, of course, many of the listeners know the Norwegian Oil Fund. I would not like to compare you and say you're the same, but there are similarities. Can you sort of paint the picture of the pension funds and also introduce maybe the concept of a pension fund type of model, because I'm not sure everyone knows it. So oh, if no, we can keep it easy, so.
1: yeah. No, I, I think uh, actually uh, APG is, is to a large extent uh, comparable with, uh, with the oil funds uh, in a way that we, uh, we, the two of us belong to what we would call the, the asset owner group. Where formerly us as APG are not as a, we are a bit of a hybrid. Uh, we manage money on behalf of pension funds, and those pension funds are are very big pension funds that we stand very close to, and they're the actual asset owners. But because of the very strong partnership, uh, we have an asset owner mentality as well. And in that sense, I think we're comparable uh, with uh, some funds, uh, the oil funds, some funds in uh, in. Uh, Denmark and uh, and Sweden Uh, some UK funds but also with uh, uh, the Canadian pension funds uh, GIC from uh, Singapore GPIF from Japan and together we are an asset owner mentality and what characterizes us uh, long-term investment horizon usually uh, strong interest in uh, responsible uh, investing uh, uh, Bit of a value-driven nature uh, is, I think, important. Uh, Certainly not uh, a sell-side mentality. Uh, We're not so much into marketing. It's mainly about the uh, the science, or maybe in art, to a certain extent of investments uh, that that uh, that matters a lot. Also, uh, a strong consideration of the purpose that you have. Uh, why are we doing it and uh, that would be uh, of course for the oil fund. also something that uh, leads to a lot of discussions in, uh, in Parliament. but for us it also for maybe for us as a uh, pension manager a little bit more clear because we want to offer people a good pension and so we have uh, our purpose is offering a lot of pension value good pension in a sustainable world we say uh, so it's clear if we if wake less return, people get uh, less good of a pension. Uh, but also for the orphan, I think it's important to think about the purpose that you have. Uh, and of course, it needs to be determined and discussed in Parliament when, how, when that will be used to the benefits of the Norwegians. That's, of course,
0: uh, not for me to
1: decide. But uh, I think there are similarities around.
0: Yeah. But do you also get the phone call from the finance ministry that doesn't like that you hired a person that maybe has some no. interest of no. kind? Okay. No. So no, it's that's good that day. you
1: ask because <laughs> that's that is, I would say, fortunately, not uh, not happening here. Uh, uh, the governance is, is 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 clear in the sense that we also actually are able to run a a, a company, and there should not be any interference in the. I, I'm all, you 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 draw the analogy with sports. Uh, I'm uh, always saying, well, ask me to play any sport. I enjoy sports a lot, but don't change the rules during the game. I define the field that I'm playing in. Set clear mandates, and then let me play the football or the hockey or the whatever within within that field. And and uh, what we try to avoid. We sometimes have, of course, questions being asked in Parliament as well, but we should avoid that as a direct influence on the investment decisions by politics or even by our clients. Our clients, the pension funds, should of course uh, consider what they want. They are responsible for uh, setting uh, and approving the asset mix, but afterwards of course it should be left in the hands of the specialists to uh, to manage within the mandate, and then of course the specialists report back and get assessed on all the results that are have been uh, been achieved. And when you run a company like me, you need to be able to select your own uh, your own people. I uh, strongly believe in that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Time is going so fast, Ronald. So just a couple of questions, maybe with short answers. Um, young people that listening to this what should they focus on if their dream is to become an investor and work with that as a job because it's a privilege to have a job where you're paid to understand the world and put money into that philosophy right so it's not it's not a given that people that are interested in investing will end up becoming a professional investor like you mm-hmm. well I, I i think uh um, it's it's good to be aware of all the things you
1: can do and make use of it. So, of course, one always makes the mistake. And of course, I also did to a certain extent to only start to understand how much potential you have when you're young, when you've reached the age that you have, <laughs> that you have gone. So make use of, the, of, of this time to, to do things. I sometimes, I, I like a lot uh, uh, caring about the world, caring about sustainability, caring about relations that I see in young people. I sometimes worry a bit or would uh, encourage to uh, keep uh, your motivation going, keep caring, keep going for some time. Sometimes I see young people maybe settling too much into a certain uh, Perspective, uh, this this is all not going well. Uh, and uh, well, okay, we want to make it better. But okay, what are, what is your action going to be? Uh, I'd like to see, continue to see some uh, motivation and enthusiasm, action potential for young people. So I think you have the resources available to to start working on things. So let's do so.
0: Just just uh, since you mentioned sustainability, because I think this equation makes sense because the in the history the equation is that the more you use the nature burning fossil fuel for instance the better the economy you get in countries right so it's they're tightly linked sustainability and economic growth so the narrative is that sustainability is the most important thing in the world and i agree because right now we only have one planet but we can't skip the fact that if you need to have if you want economic growth in a country, you usually have to use the nature in some kind of way. You need to use the resources you have available. For some it's oil, for us it's fish for instance, and salmon. But it's hard to get a country to flourish without using the environment you're given. Can you explain to people why we need to view this? It's a bit more complex than you read in the newspapers, right? Because of course, ESG is a very important and good trend, and you've been good spotting it, but we, we don't have to make it sound dumb and silly that if you, if you like sustainability, you will have great returns, right? Uh,
1: it, of course, not only by sustainability, you get great returns. So we believe in an integral approach, uh, where we, as, as an investor, if you have more variables to use to assess whether an investment is good or not, uh, the better it is, so we take into account the uh, financial elements and take into account the uh, uh, ESG factors as well. and by that uh, one can uh, one can assess is this a good uh, investment uh, or not uh, so we, we we do the both. And then there was an element maybe in your question that yeah started.
0: yeah, because oh. in history, uh, fossil fuel is a great example. So the richest countries today use their fossil fuel norway is a great example right so it's very easy for norway to say stop with coal mining stop with xyz but that's a very bad strategy because we use the same strategy to get rich right and every person doesn't have to want to become super rich but they want to shower they want to use electricity they want to house you know what i mean so it's very easy to after the fact, say don't use your nature be careful brazil with your woods and stuff but you have to remember that the countries that are rich today usually use those resources back in the days yeah
1: but what one could uh, motivate it to use it use it well i I think in too many occasions we are using it in a way to get abundant too soon so that the one everyone may know the the examples of uh, light bulbs for instance I, those at one time were made to break down rather soon uh, rather quickly and and maybe also about my phone I won't mention the brands but uh, I, also my phone of course is being developed to break down uh, uh, in a couple of years time maybe that is not not always necessary and I'm not I'm not one of those those, those people saying that we The only way you can create sustainability is by uh, negative economic growth. That's not what I'm saying. I I still want, I'm still in the camp of positive economic growth. But I think uh, one should carefully consider uh, how to use the resources that you have uh, to get some growth going. I I clearly uh, believe in technology, new possibilities we said space could be an example but there could also be other possibilities Uh, uh, there are many interesting possibilities to uh, get uh, to produce energy and and maybe indeed one should stop picking on fossil fuel in the past that plays its role Uh, we we also not did not blame our and long ago uh, apeman-like predecessors are saying that they use use wood to make a fire uh, One should also put something in the in the context of the time but i think it's now time to come up with new alternatives to produce energy and that's just, that's true for many fields
0: 100% agree. We're yeah. closing in, Ronald. Thank you so much. I don't know if there's anything you want to share with the audience. The conversation went fast, but do you have some life principles that have guided you that you could share just to end the conversation? Because you seem like a guy who's just been more um, more as a caring about giving value, like learning stuff, sharing, and that, that's like the journey, right? So is there yeah. something you can share just to sum it up, the conversation? Yeah,
1: well, I find it very important to uh, remain authenticity, uh, be be open-minded. I have a very uh, scientific interest. Also in my young years, I, I did a lot of academic uh, uh, stuff. I think... Uh, be who you are and uh but, but also not 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 start uh, being you who you are could also lead to uh, being arrogant uh, so i know better that's of course not uh, what you should do um so you could say well i i believe in certain things i'm uh authentic but but keep open-minded and, and listen to input and then i think be patient uh, uh do your thing, uh, make use of the resources that you have, but uh, don't try to hurry too much. Uh, I, I always felt my career went, but uh, this was not like uh, a steep curve. You gradually grow into a certain aspect, enjoy every stage, if before you know, you're already thinking about retirement again. So uh, but be, be, be patient and let it happen and then enjoy. And then of course, then when a new step, comes uh, on your horizon you should take it but uh, not always worry about the next step already because then you never enjoy what you're currently doing
0: perfect ending Ronald thank you so much for taking the time to join thank you that's nice hi everyone Christopher here again just a few things before you leave the show if you like this episode it would be great if you could give it a review and also share it with your professional network if you want to get in touch with me Twitter is the place. Just go to at Chris Woonheim. You can also find this information in the show notes. Hope to see you tune in to the next episode and take care.